Hello everybody, Terry Mize here. You know, we've been filming a lot uh, this last week on our set here that's a western set. I'm kind of an old cowboy anyway. And uh, uh, I used to read all the Louis L'Amour stories. I wrote, I read everything Louis L'Amour ever, ever wrote. And he had this real phrase in all of his books about the cowboys that worked for these ranches and he called it riding for the brand. And riding for the brand was a big deal. When a cowboy came and went to work for a ranch, he rode for that brand. He rode for that rancher. And, and he never he never gave up. He didn't leave him. He didn't uh, cheat him. He didn't uh, turn his back on him, betray him. He stayed with that brand. And that's what our partners are. That's what partners in Jesus are. We're a community. We're a team. We're about the master's business. We're going all over the world and winning souls. We're shining the light where the light's dim, naming the name of Jesus where it's not been named. Renee and I can't do it by ourselves, but our partners partners are an integral part of doing all that. We pray for you daily. We're riding for the brand. We're riding for Jesus and we're not going to change. And I want you to know you are more than conquerors. So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the word of God, that's going to speak the word of God, that's going to move on the word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. you and welcome today to More Than Conquerors with Terry Mize Ministries. We are just delighted to be here with you and we're excited about the things that we're seeing around the world and in our own country and in our lives and ministry. We are so grateful for all that God has done. I wanted to um, just talk about a little bit here, Terry, at the very beginning. You know, both of us have, have been saved since and serving God since we were born nearly. <laughs> Since Moses was a corporal. <laughs> That's exactly right. And then being raised in Pentecostal churches, being raised around, I think, some of the most wonderful experiences as a child growing up and seeing the power of God and the grace of God and the and the miracles you know yes, yes, and yes. the move of the Holy Spirit which was so uh, wonderful in our lives and as a child just kept me grounded in the church you well, know yeah. the, the fire of God will keep you warm and keep you coming back for more and I was as I was thinking about all the years uh, just even between Terry and I in, in ministry that we have had, uh, we have seen some of the greatest things done in the earth, and we have been around the move of God, when God would lift the yes. body of Christ to another place. Absolutely. We have seen that. When the when the healing revivals came, you sure. know, when, when the Holy Ghost was being poured out on, on denominational people, sure. when the Word of Faith came along, mm -hmm. and all of the things that have come since then, since the 70s, since the 80s, we have seen God try to work with the church, the local church, the church around the world and we have tried to be do our best to be right on the cutting edge of all of that and I guess the greatest prayer we could have ever prayed was uh, Lord uh, don't leave us out you know no that's true you know I've said for many many decades Renee that that um, if you're not careful right you can live right in the middle of what that's God's right. doing and miss it that's right and the church has done that 
The no. church has done right. that throughout history from time right. to time. Right. She's been right in the middle of something God was doing and right. absolutely missed it. It's, I mean, look at the yeah. birth of Jesus. Yeah, right. The birth of right. Jesus is one of Lots the most of prophesied, right. <laughs> one of the most prophesied things in the Old Testament. <laughs> every Old right. Testament person, right. everybody knew it. Every Jew was raised on the Old Testament. Every Hebrew raised true. on the Old Testament. Yes. From a child, they were told those stories, told right. those prophecies. The Messiah is coming. The Messiah is coming. He's coming. He's coming. Every, every time a prophet was born, God would poke him right. and say, say he's coming. And they'd say, thus saith the Lord, he's, he's coming. coming. You know, uh, right. Moses prophesied in Deuteronomy 18, 18, and said, said a great prophet's coming, talking yes. about Jesus. You know, and then David said, a great priest is coming after the order of Melchizedek. Right. And then, uh, and, and then uh, Zechariah 9 uh, said, a great king is coming. Right. And he'll be riding into Jerusalem on a donkey or on the, on the child of a donkey, on a colt on a fold. And uh, they all said, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, the Messiah is coming. And <laughs> then, uh, you know, when he came, where was the church? Right. No, that's right. You know, he he, he came in a borrowed manger in a, you know, <laughs> and uh, out there with a stable with the cows and the sheep. <laughs> and um, where was the church? They missed it. No, they, absolutely, right. they absolutely were in the middle of the most prophesied right. event, the most world-changing event, the most powerful thing that ever, 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 ever happened right. and totally, absolutely missed. I don't know where they were. I mean, where, where was the church? Uh, were they home studying Greek and Hebrew or no. uh, reading their concordance or, or <laughs> studying the Bible? I mean, what what were they doing well, to miss the greatest event exactly. that God had ever prophesied yeah. and they missed it? Then look at, then look at the uh, the ministry of Jesus. Where was the church? Yeah, I was just thinking about how many times I've heard you preach on the little uh, woman uh, bowed over with the, yeah. you know, with the issue of blood. And you said, I've heard you say, so everybody, you know, Jesus turns around and says, who touched me? Mm -hmm. Well, everybody was touching him. Everybody was touching him. But she That's why the disciples were irritated at him. Yeah. Saying, Master, thou seest the, <laughs> thou seest the, the multitude. And, and you say, who touched me? No, that's right. Everybody touching you. We're but doing the best she, we can to keep them off of yeah, you. Yeah, she was all aware. She was aware of the anointing. She was out there to get what was there Absolutely. and recognized and honored that. I'm sure. And Jesus was so gracious to her, you know, by just talking to her and, and listening to her tell her her whole story and just... She told him all <laughs> the truth. Yeah. <laughs> I know those ladies. Yes, They've yes. told me all the truth. Well, it's just so marvelous to realize though, Terry, that if we, if we will keep preaching the gospel... I, I, and this is what I just was so excited this morning because I've been looking for the scripture and it just hadn't quite come to my brain where it exactly was. But I was I was looking at it, um, at, you know, and just thrilled with the the wonderful things about you know God uh, telling us. I may have lost it here turning around looking at that other scripture, but it was about you know the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That this gospel, um, you know, is is that we're to be pre. It's the same gospel pre to the Jew, to the Greek, to everybody, you know, to, sure. to the Gentiles all over the world, and that this wonderful gospel is absolutely the thing that changes people's lives, and if we'll get out there and keep doing what we're doing and not and not be disappointed or discouraged or distracted. I was thinking about there when you were saying that a moment ago in Mark chapter 4, uh, Jesus said that there were five things that would cause us to not 
act our faith sure. on the word of God. And they were the cares of the, this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the lust for other things, persecution and affliction. And affliction in that can, case means just trouble of any kind. Right. And those things can distract people where they, they miss sure. the presence of God of in, a, in a service or they'll even miss it in their daily life and they certainly can't see what's going on around them in the world. And that's why we have to be full of the Holy Ghost. Well, true. Absolutely. That's why we have to have the Word of God preaching and teaching and training and you hearing the Word of God all the time and, to stay and, focused. And not, li not living right in the middle of what God's doing. And miss it. You've got to be so aware <laughs> Where? of yes. what the Holy Spirit is That's doing. Right. That's uh, right. You know, the, as I said a while ago, the ministry of Jesus. Where was the church? You know, no. uh, the right. church was mad most of the time at what he was doing. And then at the crucifixion. The well, thing that changed the world, the right. change that the, the the very event, the crucifixion is the very no, event right. that that stopped, finished the Old Testament and started the New Testament. The New Testament. I mean, it it stopped the old covenant right. and started the new covenant. That's I mean, right. there was a paradigm shift. I mean, the the veil in the temple was rent. Right. Uh, God said, "Okay, now we're here's here's a new set of rules. We're we're doing right. something different now." Exactly. And, and where was the church? Right. Where was the church at the crucifixion? Yeah. And then where was the church at the resurrection? Jesus told them, I'll be back in three days. Mary, his own mother, didn't believe it. Right. She wasn't yeah, there. Sure. Peter wasn't there. John wasn't there. Matthew wasn't there. Bartholomew wasn't there. No, not one disciple was there. Just two you, women. You, you'd think you'd, they weren't even there. <laughs> well, They, they went later, yeah. but they weren't there. No, right. You know, when he blew out of the tomb with an explosion, the world's still rocking from today that makes Richter scales run wild. Man, you know, if he had said that to us today, if he had walked in our church this today and said, hey, uh, the government's going to get me. They're going to crucify me. They're going right. to execute me right. and they're going to bury me. But it's OK. In 72 hours, I'll be back. Why? The churches go out there to the graveyard and we take our tambourines <laughs> and our, our video recorders and our guitars right. and our picnic right. lunch. Right. And we just have camp meeting for three days and wait for him to go. No, we wouldn't. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't. Peter didn't. Mary yeah. didn't. A legend in our own minds. There was nobody there but those Roman soldiers. <laughs> That's right. They were scared out of their minds and ran back to Herod and told him what happened. He said, right. well, don't ever tell that. Never tell that. Just say his disciples wow. stole the body away. But see, Fake news those again. people were living right in the middle no, that's of right. what God was doing and absolutely missed it. It reminds me of, of you know, for, for from 1982 to 20. 12, I guess it was, the last time I did this, I took teenagers to Mexico and then Jamaica right. and trained them to win souls. That's right. Yeah, I'm a soul winner. Yes, I can teach somebody else to win souls. So I, I would take, I, there's no telling how many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds no, that's right. of, of teenagers I've taken over those many right. years. I, what is that, 30 years? Well, and I know and, the and years then, my yeah, children were years, going. Yeah. I mean, there were, there were several thousand in the years that my children were going with you that they went. That there were several thousand people just in those. Well, you're talking about time. those born again. I'm talking about just the teenagers I took. Yeah. Hundreds and hundreds right. and hundreds. Yeah. Within thousands true. upon thousands upon thousands, thousands of souls were saved. That's right. Uh, and so I would take them for those years, 30 years, and teach them to win souls. And, I, and I'm always so amazed, and every, every kid that's ever been with me to Jamaica will know this, will know this, that while we were preaching every year, while we'd be out on the streets winning souls, if we'd ever get close to downtown uh, there in Montego Bay, there was an old gentleman that was a street preacher. 
Oh. And he was just goofy as a bed bug, man. I mean, I mean, he's 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 a few French fries shy of a happy meal. Um, he he would wear a he would wear a bandana. He had a beard. He'd wear a bandana. He'd wear a shirt and slacks, but on his right leg, he'd always have his right breeches legs rolled up. I don't know why I didn't do them both. I just did, his, just did the right one. Yeah, that's right. And he always had a pencil, you know, like a number two pencil, tucked behind his ear. Oh, wow. And then he would just scream and scream and scream while he's preaching. Oh. And then some years he'd have these 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 ladies with him, all dressed in white, and they were out there just dancing. You know, the dancing girls. <laughs> they were out there dancing while he was preaching. And and this happened many 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 times over the years. And any of the kids been with me in Jamaica, they all remember oh, that guy. Goodness. But the thing about it is, my kids were right in front of him, I mean, feet away from him, Right. winning souls like crazy. Right. I never saw him win a soul. I never, ever saw the man win a soul or offered to pray for anybody. And I tell you, we were winning, we, we were, we were winning souls like shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah. And, and I, and I thought many times, I thought he's, he's right here in the middle yeah. of what God's doing. <laughs> That's right. Souls are being won all around him day after day, year after year. And he didn't have a clue. And he's, 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 he thought, and, and yet, if you were to question him, he'd think he's just doing the exact right thing. But he lived right in the middle of what God was doing and didn't have a clue. I tend to think, and, and I've said this to you uh, through the years, that I tend to think that it, the the most, one of the most perilous things that human beings do mentally is that they miss the obvious. You know, it's like somebody saying, well, if it had been a snake, it had bit me. You know, it was so close. It was right there. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens, that you miss the obvious. And if you do that in, in your persona, in a daily life, then you surely... I probably the ratio is is multiplied over in the realm of the spirit and mm -hmm. the unseen realm that you miss the unseen and so that's why we have to continually uh, fill ourselves with the Holy Ghost mm -hmm. so that we have a sensitive heart mm -hmm. an open ear and our eyes see from the realm of the spirit we see what God is doing we're alerted by the Holy Ghost we're just an unction you know mm -hmm. I, I, I was reading something somebody posted uh, I think yesterday or today Day about a story Brother Hagen told, and I just, oh, I just thought, thought, oh my goodness, we miss the things that are right under our nose. Sure. And so we want to tell you today to wake up, thou sleeper. <laughs> oh, wake up, oh thou that sleepest, and arise from your bed, and the Lord will give you light. Is what was it Isaiah? Is that from Isaiah? Sounds right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. But it says, awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. And it's quoted over in one of one of Paul's epistles in the New Testament too. So we want to help you today. Wake up. <laughs> well, you know, and, uh, at the birth, be aware. It's so odd to me that at the birth of Jesus, um, as I said, it's the most prophesied event ever. Um, and some wise men knew it was happening. Right, right. We don't we don't know how many wise men. You know, mythology has it there was three wise men, but of course it, the Bible never says that. Could have been 120. Uh, but they saw the star. Yes. And they realized that Jesus was coming, that Jesus was being Isn't born. Isn't that wonderful? And a few old shepherds got in on it out in the field, but yes. that's only because the angels showed up and told them. <laughs> but all the rest yes. of the church missed it. And you know, we're living in this time of, of COVID. Here we've had what... 16 months now, yeah. I guess. 
Uh, the government asked us to shut down for two weeks and flatten the curve, and here we are 16 months later, and they, <laughs> they, they want us to stay home and wear a mask, right. and right. they're already talking about a new mask mandate, and so on, and so on, and so right. on. Right. And, uh, and I think the church is doing the same thing. I think the church is living right in the middle of something God's doing. Yes. And, and, and missing it, and missing it. And we, we need to be, we need to realize that I've been preaching the last 16 months. Right. Um, that this is the time for the church to shine. Yes, it is. This is the time for those miracles, for the supernatural. That's right. Because as you started the program off with today, kids are attracted to yes, the supernatural. Are. Yes, they are. And they're attracted to the Holy Spirit. Right. And so when our churches were alive, like when you and I went to church right. as a kid, right. those live churches, we wanted to go to church. Yes. We, we didn't, didn't want, want to miss. miss. We thought, my <laughs> Lord, if we miss. I always felt like if I missed, that'd be the best service I had in six months. Well, you know? yeah. And, and you I know, didn't want to miss. Spirit of God would show up, and the people would get ministered to, and, right, right, and 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 sometimes people would fall out or they'd run around the building, or you know, in, in, in the old <laughs> old days, my joy. my grandma and grandma used to talk about how uh, you know women would even go over to the to the potbellied stove and take coals out of the, oh my uh, of, of the stove, yeah. you know, and, and of course people, some people say, well, that's witchcraft. Well, no, 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 this this was a situation where an atheist came to church. Right. His wife drug him to church and he was sitting there and, and just kept saying he didn't believe anything, didn't believe anything, didn't believe anything. And I tell you, this one lady got under the power of the Holy Ghost, walked over to the stove, opened it up, took the coals out, came right back to where he was and just did the coals right under his <laughs> his, his nose, you know, oh my and then went back and put them back in and he said, I believe it. <laughs> but those supernatural Thing. Brother Hagen used to talk about a lady that was preaching one time, and she got under the power of the Holy Ghost, and she she walked to the edge of the platform two or three times, and then she just walked past the edge of the platform, right. but she's still up in, in the air like yeah. like there was platform under right. her, right. and there wasn't any platform under yeah, her. And she just she just walked on yeah. off the platform, walked out, and you know towards the audience, and, yes. and then turned around, and you know, dance a little bit, and walk back, yes. and just she was just you know floating on air, well, and, and those things a kid. Yeah, is going to remember forever. <laughs> well, yeah, it, you know, it's like it's like young people remember your missionary stories and things sure. that you've told and has marked their lives and been impressed by it. And I, I know the things that I saw at our Pentecostal youth camp as a young girl. I saw young people. We were out in the piney woods of Louisiana, sure, and uh, the Holy Ghost would fall in the service, and they and these kids, all of us, we'd just come back drunk to our cabin, and and I saw. Eight and ten year old little girls dancing in joy before the Lord, totally with their eyes closed, worshiping sure. God, and and dance in harmony the same steps and never hit a tree. You see those? And never hit a tree. Yeah. And kids remember that. Yes. And are drawn and I do. <laughs> to that. And all my friends and sisters and everybody, we remember those times, Terry. And you know, I've made this statement us. many times before, but back in those days, Pastors were wise enough yes. to bring missionaries into the church. Right. Uh, they'd bring the apostle and the, the prophet, the evangelist and the pastor and the teacher. They'd bring the missionary in. Right. And people knew that when the missionary came, he's going to hear testimonies right. of raising the dead and casting out devils and healing the sick and blind eyes open, deaf ears unstopped. And as a kid, I look forward to that. Oh, yes. the missionary yes. here. I'm going to yes. hear some miracles. And I'd sit back there the and my heart would just burn. I'd listen to those stories. Yes. And I'd sit there and say, oh, God. 
I want those testimonies. Yes. Oh, Lord, I want those testimonies. You know, now, now I've got them. Yeah, but, yes, you know, you the churches right. today don't seem that smart. They don't seem wise enough right. to do that. Now they just bring mostly pastors in. Nothing wrong with pastors, but you can't just live on green beans. you got to have the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, team. you got to have everybody. Exactly. you got to have the meat and the bread and the vegetables. you got to have it all. And But they just tend to just bring one pastor after another after another or one teacher after another. And right. very few would seem to bring in the apostle, the prophet, uh, are the evangelist anymore, and that's where you're going to get your miracles from, right, especially the right. apostle and the evangelist. That's right. And that's so right. Uh, uh, the church is going to have to get back to the Holy Ghost. Well, you and I just came back from six weeks on the road in California and Oregon. Absolutely. And we saw some of the most wonderful things in the midst of... of miracles. Uh, uh, yeah, miracles and, and just turnaround in people's lives. Tumors dissolved. Tumors dissolved. People that couldn't move their arm for months or weeks or move, bend over in their in their back, just having a horrific pain they'd just been living with. We, we saw God do marvelous things. We're still getting reports. Yes, we are. Thank God. I, I wanted to, before we leave the air today, I did want to read this. We're talking about the gospel. And the, and the birth of Jesus Christ, the death of Jesus Christ, the miracles and the lifestyle of Jesus Christ, and how that gospel is still being preached sure. today. But it says, I am not ashamed of the gospel. No, me too. Of the good news of Christ. Romans chapter for it, Yes, for it is the power or the working of God unto, unto salvation, salvation for the deliverance from eternal death. Right. And that's the real... <laughs> Paul, made, then, Paul made three major statements right there, Renee. He said... He said, uh, I'm, I'm in debt. I'm in debt. Right. He said, I owe the gospel That's to right. those at Rome also. The church needs to realize she's in debt today. That's right. And then he said, I am ready. I am ready. As much as in me as I am ready. The church needs to get ready. And uh, the church has never been ready, but she needs to get ready. And the third thing is, he said, I'm not ashamed. You just read, I am not ashamed. Not ashamed. And the church has been ashamed for a lot of years. And we're going to have to stand up and 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 that's one thing the Holy Ghost will do for you. We're in debt. We're ready and we're not ashamed. And he says to everyone who believes in this to the Jew first and also to the Greek for in the gospel a righteousness which God ascribes is revealed both springing from faith and leading to faith <laughs> I always like this and arouses to more faith as it is written the man who through faith is just and upright shall live and shall live by faith you know uh, we, we brought this on the air today for, for you uh, we want to give you a testimony about this that um, this family uh, living by faith now prices and everything have gone up and everybody's struggling Uh, and you know I mean I don't think we're all struggling I just believe that we're in a position to where the enemy would like to bring a lot of fear to it. Well the United States is in a mess and struggling and and in the last um, you know year uh, with the new administration coming in Prices have just gone skyrocketing. They have. Uh, we just, like you said, came back off of a six-week trip driving. Uh, you know, we're, we were paying $5 a gallon for gas. Yes. And, and uh, the, the hotels we stayed in last year are more. Uh, you yeah, know, some are the, twice. The, the services are less and the prices yeah, are more. More. Uh, and and uh, exactly. just prices are skyrocketing. And, and people are hurting. And I've said for many, many years, you know, uh, the five basic needs of man all over the world. You have yes. to have a roof over your head, clothes right. on your back, food on your table, take care of your family, and have a healthy body. And if any of those get in, get messed up, you're in trouble. No, that's right. And, and you boil those down to health and money. 
That's and right. so people have got to have money. You know, we're not, you know, people sometimes fuss at you if you preach on money or preach on prosperity. But the bottom line is everybody on the planet has to have it. Well, and, and the, the, that message you preach over in Third John 2, you know, about, you know, the purpose, the purpose of all of that. Absolutely. Is that is is that what we are doing and yeah. what you as, as believers are doing. And then I know many of you are partners with our ministry and with other ministries. And partnership right now is real important. Uh, for everybody and we're to realize of who they ministry. Yes, who and you know, as soon as this COVID thing started a year and a half ago, um, the first thing you and I did is said, "Let's double up on our yes, giving." Yes, we did. We we saw yeah, we there did. was going to be a financial crisis and a financial problem, and and we said, you know, the way to handle that is to double up on our giving. So and we started giving and giving and giving and giving. And still, are. And because God invented sowing and reaping, He invented right. seed time and harvest. He invented uh, the the money system. He invented it. And uh, he knows more about it than anybody else. And so you can, there, there, there's a difference in just working for your needs or working to give to the kingdom and letting God supply your needs. Right. And so, you know, I, I adapted or adopted a lifestyle, not a, That's right. not a sermon, but a lifestyle many decades ago of living to give. Right. We're, we're here on planet Earth to bless, to love, to lift, to care, to share, to That's embrace, right. to right. minister, uh, living to give. I'm here to give. I'm here. Right. The reason I'm here is to bless yeah. people. And so uh, we start giving more yes, because that's how we that's how we get money. We we plant seed, we get we get a harvest, and and many of our partners live the same way and know how to do that. That's what this family has done. They started giving, and I, I won't say what country they're in, but they started giving a year ago in another country and another from another country, sending us the dollars from their country, their currency, their currency into our country, and they started out with a small amount, and then they then they added to that the next month. Then they added to that the next time. And I guess every two or three months, then they'd come along and they'd give a little bit more and they'd a little bit more. And right now I'm holding in this envelope, their offering to Terry Mott's ministry is double, little, more than double of what they started with last year. And their country has been in lockdown oh, and all kinds of, of bad situations going on. I mean, the church so, is just being attacked. Right. We've got about two and a half minutes here, darling. I just wanted us to, to really let everybody know and have Terry pray over your finances right now and pray over your offerings that they're going to come back to you, pressed down, shaken together. Well, you know, we pray over. for our partners every day. Yes, we do. Every day. Yes, and I tell we you, do. during this COVID thing, I'll tell you how, how I've been praying every day for you that are partners that are sending money to us and prayers to us, that I've been praying for you that that God will lead you, guide you, direct you, spirit, soul, body, family, yes. finances, home, and ministry, that he will uh, deliver you out of this COVID thing with yes. a high hand. high hand. He'll deliver you with a high hand, <laughs> and you'll like come out of, of it, Israel came and out you'll of come out of it with testimonies of, look what the Lord has yes, done, amen. and without having missed a meal or having missed paying a bill. The, and, and, you know, we we pray that every day. That's right. And, uh, and so we've got more here. testimonies <laughs> of uh, everywhere we 
we go test we get testimonies. Our partners come and say, Brother Terry, we had Mr. Mill, we had Mr. Bill. We we're Hallelujah. we're doing better than we've ever done. We're right. we're increasing, we're not decreasing. Right. And and so you know the the things we're preaching, the things from the Word of God, uh, work because God said they would because He invented them. So we want to encourage you in That's your right. in your giving, in your sowing. Don't just do it haphazardly. Don't just write a check or. or pop a credit card, but pray over that That's right. and use your faith on that, that as you sow that seed, it's multiplied back Deliberate to you again. Jesus himself purpose. said, if you give, they'll be giving you again good measure, pressed down and shaken together, right. running over the same measure you meet with all. It'll be measuring you again that men, men and women, people will give to your bosom. And then Jesus also said the coolest thing in Mark chapter 10, he's in 29 and 30, he said that what you give for my sake, for Jesus' sake, That's Right. And what you give for the gospel's sake, he said, will be returned to you now in this life. That's right. A hundredfold. And that's Hallelujah. just incredible. That's astronomical. No, it is. And uh, and I tell you what, my faith's on it for you. And I guess we're out of time. Father, bless our partners. Bless this that's money right. here and return it to them. Uh, increase it. Take their seeds sown and bless it back to them again. Jesus, minister this to that's them right. the way you said you would. All that's of our right. partners, Father, we All declare they're delivered with a high hand. And we declare they're delivered with a testimony of look what the Lord's done. We're not missing a meal, not missing a bill. That's if they're blessed their increase in everything that they do everything. in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. And I say amen and we just say again together to you that you are more, more than, than conquerors. conquerors. Bye bye.